Hello and welcome to our discussion on financial fitness when it comes to a financial plan uh, discussion and podcast that is sponsored by PSG Wealth. How does one turn a financial plan into action and what are those uh, pitfalls to avoid? Joining me today is Nodev Desai, who is uh, head of sales over at PSG Wealth, and he's going to help us to unpack the concept of financial fitness and how to turn a financial plan into an action plan and you know some of the tips and tricks around all of that and to make people weather the current economic storm Nadev, greetings to you today Good catching up again. Now, always good to talk to you, Nodev, and today we're certainly looking forward to receiving the pearls of wisdom that you might have. And speaking of which, you did write a article recently, and in that article, you refer to financial fitness actually being critical to have when it comes to having a financial plan to be successful in achieving an investor's goals. Could you please unpack this concept and and you know what you mean, how you define the term financial fitness. Yes. Thanks, Madiwa. So financial planning is a lot like training for a big event, you know, as people become fit for running a marathon or any other endeavor that they've got from a health perspective. And I thought it's a really good analogy for how one needs to look at being successful at delivering on what a financial plan could give you. You know, going balls to the wall, if you think about uh, training for something, you get there and you start running and you feel good at the beginning. And then a minute or two later, you realize, okay, wait, I'm out of my depth. And and actually the same kind of thinking needs to happen when, when thinking about delivering and executing on a good financial plan. So it does take practice to get ready for a marathon, if we use a marathon as the example. And in the same way, investing is a long-term game and needs preparation. So it's very important for Firstly, one needs to understand what the purpose is for your investing and, and your financial plans. And then you need to understand how to react as markets do what they do. You know, markets are going to be volatile, especially in the short term. And it's important to understand how you are to behave as markets do what they do and be able to be coached, whether we're talking about a marathon or whether we're talking about financial planning. Is going to be critical to how successfully you navigate what markets do, especially during those volatile times. It is an interesting one, you know, just given everything that we're talking about. I think we've had a number of conversations with yourself. We've also spoken to Adrian yes. a number of times just around this importance of thinking long term, not being too reactionary to what's going on when it comes to short term volatility and stuff like that. And as you're talking, one of the things that's coming to my mind is just around, I guess, building in the fact that you will have these periods of volatility. And I guess for me, it's just, it's it's one thing to say, okay, fine, we're going to have a plan. Yeah. But quite something else to turn it into, yes. into a plan of action. Yes, exactly. And I think we should definitely unpack this idea of how do you make a plan actionable and what but falls to avoid as one delivers a practical, executable plan. And it's very important for that plan one to be practical and actually, you know, simple enough to follow and execute on. And there's a lot of detail that can go in the background of a plan. And, and often we get caught up as investors 
in the stuff that is in the background, you know, whether we're looking at investment style or stock specifics or, you know, what has happened on the day and the things that could derail from being able to see the wood from the trees. And in the world of investing, that complexity needs to be put to one side with a plan that is actionable. So our emotional behaviors to markets is going to be one that needs to be managed. And we spoke about that earlier. But you know, there are also a lot of pitfalls that one needs to needs to avoid. Something like seeing the latest cranes, whether it is a new asset class, and I'm not going to mention any specifics because you know we have different views on different asset classes. But anyone that's promising a monthly return or a guarantee or returns in excess of let's take a number like 15%, you know, those are kind of key things that one needs to say. Okay, is this really true? And, and what's a, a good starting point to just check whether something like that is realistic or not? So the first thing one can do is you can actually just check, do reference checks and go to the the phase portal and go check on a provider's FSP number, see whether they are registered to give advice or, or provide a product. And another one that one needs to think about is that, yes, you know, just like when we were talking earlier about being financially fitted, thinking about investing for the long term and like running a marathon, and then markets are volatile. So it's important to to have assets like growth, assets like equities in your portfolio. And But it's important also to also understand that you may have an income need, you may have a shorter term need. And it's good to actually diversify your portfolio around other asset classes as well, such as cash or property or local versus offshore, et cetera. And so being able to diversify your portfolio will make sure that you don't fall into those pitfalls that can make a financial plan as executable as possible and as successful as possible. Another one that people often fall into the trap on is budgeting from a, a perspective of positivity and not realistically. So we have a, a very high level plan, but actually don't look at the, how that plays out over a month to month basis and see how your lifestyle today needs to match up with the needs and wants that you have for the future. And if you just go and balls the wall, say, I'm going to just put this plan in place without understanding what your needs are today and how you need to adjust those needs, your plan is not going to be actionable. And then the last one that I'd like to maybe maybe just touch on is a study that was done by Momentum during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, the reflections on, on how investors acted as markets fell and recovered very quickly. And what they saw is that investors, and we are talking about the aggregate that made up of very intelligent investors and with good emotional behavior and the rest of the market, everyone in aggregate that made portfolio changes permanently lost about 8% of their assets during that time. And so being able to have a plan and a coach that helps you get through markets as they do is going to be very important to avoiding the pitfalls that investors find themselves in. So yes, there are many things that you can consider, but for a plan to be executable and actionable, it needs to be practical, it needs to be simple, and you need a coach in order to get through that. It certainly sounds like there's a lot that a person has to be considering. And I like the fact that you've brought up the issue of a coach as being part of that planning process. We're certainly going to come back to that point. But 
given the fact that there is a lot of volatility yeah. in the markets, I would imagine that a person likely has to be shifting or changing their plans to sort of meet what's going on in the market to some extent at least. And someone might then say, what's the use of having a plan? if a plan has to change in certain instances to what's going on in the in the rest of the market. I think right now, some of the banking failures that we are hearing about sort of show some of that stuff. Conditions were a certain way when certain investment decisions were made, but the environment has changed and some of those investments have led to, you know, runs on the bank, collapses, etc. So now I, I feel like it brings up like attention because I guess you you sort of feel like if we're going to have a plan, then a plan is something that we should yeah. stick to. But the nature of the markets is that they're constantly changing. So how good a plan really if the environment is in constant flux and if plans, you know, constantly need to be reviewed. Mm -hmm. So I think you want a financial plan to be very much as the plan that you're going to think about. We go back to the analogy of running a marathon and having a support structure getting you through a marathon. You may have had the best laid plans. You may have done all your training. You may have eaten properly, etc. But on the day, things are going to play out the way they, they're going to play out. And you need to make adjustments to how you're going to react to how you're going to run on the day according to the plan that you set up. And if you have a good plan, you're going to get through it quite comfortably with variances in terms of what you can expect by the end. But very, you know, with better training, with better planning, comes better alignment to what you're going to achieve at the end of the day. And, and the guys that do this very well, they, they're very successful at achieving their plans. In the same way, a financial plan needs to be resilient enough to be able to anticipate many things that can happen in the market. The conditions that we've seen that play out within some of the banks around the world, whether we're talking about SVB or Signature Bank or any of the larger banks like we saw in Switzerland, you know, these things do actually happen more frequently than what we hear of when the news breaks. And a good financial plan needs to consider the diversification needs in order to navigate what markets do, what they do. So your plan should have a plan A, but there should also be guardrails around your plan that could help it flex as markets do what they do. And, and it's not so much that your, your plan is going to need to adjust because, for instance, a bank has collapsed or a sector is under threat, but it's more in terms of what is going to happen to, for, to you as an individual. So a practical example of this would be doing financial planning for, for instance, a family, and a few years down the line, the breadwinner gets retrenched or wants to go on sabbatical or wants to start his or her own business, or there is a new defendant that uh, unexpectedly gets added into the family. Those are the things that can make a plan be needing to be reviewed again and, and to, to say, okay, so is this plan still relevant for where your family unit is and where you, you want your financial plans to go? And so that's the one aspect. The other aspect is that we spoke earlier about one of the pitfalls being that investors may think that they want growth assets, but you also need to think about what's going to happen in the short term. So being able to think about cash flow management strategies, what you're going to be needing in the short term when markets do what they do, because markets also recover, 
And if you have a well-diversified that portfolio, then what happens in the short term is actually not your, your portfolio needs to be resilient enough to to weather that. And then you don't need to go time the market or take time out of the market and then wait for the best days before you invest. And then you're going to lose permanent assets like we spoke about before. Yeah. And when you're talking, one of the things that creeps up is because there is a review you know, that does need to happen. For us, it's just a quick follow-up to say, is there any recommendation on how often plans should be reviewed? Is it annual? Is it quarterly every couple of years? Or is it as and when market conditions are changing? Yeah. So it's, it's less about when markets conditions change. In fact, I would, I would say that when you are working with a, a good financial planner, if there are things in the markets that is of relevance for a, a client, an advisor will will reach out to the client to say there are things that we need to talk about. But from a client's perspective and an investor's perspective, the idea of are there things that have changed in my lifestyle that I need to talk to an advisor about? And as we mentioned earlier, those things that have fundamentally changed in your life, such as a an addition to a family or a death in the family, and you need to think about how that is going to affect your family's lifestyle and your income and being stretched in different ways. Those are the kinds of situations where you want to be making contact and reviewing your financial plan with your advisor. So your advisor will be making contact with you on an annual basis to check if there are any things that have indeed changed in your life. But it is also important to make sure that you unpack that properly because yeah, as people, we live our lives on a day-to-day basis. We don't necessarily think that anything has fundamentally changed. And so maybe going through a bit of a checklist in, in, in terms of what could have changed and what may need reviewing needs to happen at least on an annual basis. At least on an annual basis. And uh, going through that checklist appears to be, you know, quite a sound and prudent way to be approaching one's finances. And you've mentioned it quite a number of times now, you know, this issue of having a coach, a financial planner, financial advisor. And some questions creep up, but the main one is just around, I guess, the importance of having that financial advisor in place and how they help you to avoid some of the pitfalls that you outlined earlier on in this discussion. And I guess in that, because I do know talking to to people and also money being as emotive a subject as it is, I remember a couple of studies during COVID-19 when a lot of things were becoming virtualized, work, education, medicine, finance, all of these things that where people would have face-to-face interactions. The two fields that I remember quite distinctly where people had the most, that hesitation to say, you know, I understand that we're in COVID-19, but, you know, these two areas, I still want to be able to see a doctor or a healthcare professional when it comes to my health. I still want to have face-to-face conversations when it comes to a financial advisor because people are very emotional when it comes to their money, understandably so. So, you know, all of that ties into, I guess, alignment. You know, you feel like you want to talk to someone who is aligned, whatever it is that you are trying to achieve, your investments and your financial planning. So it's those two things, you know, the role of the financial advisor when it comes to actually helping to avoid some of those pitfalls and how does you know one actually find that alignment i guess it's more about you know finding you know that that right financial advisor yes. for your situation 
absolutely. You know, you mentioned the two concepts that I think are so important and they're actually quite intertwined, which is health and wealth. And in terms of state of mind and state of well-being and being able to to live the lives we want to live, health and wealth are going to be the two things that you actually need to control and have under control, probably more so than as a foundation to everything else that you have. So, you know, it, if I think about, you know, what an investor can do on their own and what you, like you mentioned, you know, where a financial planner should come in and, and really elevate that conversation from a wealth perspective is an investor could maybe do an, a budgeting exercise quite easily or just start investing, just putting money away. But it is a completely different story for when you're thinking about budgeting and thinking about that budgeting exercise in developing the purpose and goals for a financial plan and then thinking about what the tools and the products are that you're going to need to get you there and specifically how it is going to be relevant for that individual. That is something completely unique. It is not something that is off the shelf. Individual advice is what is going to be the critical component in ensuring that the plan is a practical and simple plan is executable. And so your financial plan, you're right, will be your, your coach. It will be, you will be, she will be your mentor. And even your financial psychologist, if I can call it that, it's going to be a long-term relationship because achieving your financial goals can take years, if not decades. And it's important to walk that coach, mentor, psychologist journey with your financial planner. And a professional financial planner will be key to helping an investor make it through the noise of the markets, which we know happened on a day-to-day basis, and all the latest fads that come along. And under also understanding an, an investor's personal relationship with money and how that developed and why they will behave differently to anyone else in the way that the, the markets do out relative to their financial plan. And once all of that is well put together, successful investors with a great coach in their financial planner, deliver great financial plans and execute well on them. A financial planner or a financial coach will help you to cut through some of the noise when it comes to making those investment decisions and actually sticking to that plan and being disciplined in that investment approach. So that's been it. It's been a very fascinating discussion, just talking to Nadev about financial fitness, financial planning, and just actually making sure that all of that is in place. What does it mean to be successful? How does one and turn the financial plan into a plan of action. That was a key thing during our discussion. And also at the same time, how do you build in some of this uh, flexibility into that plan? The plan needs to be sturdy enough to actually weather a storm, but also have those guardrails in place to make sure that if there is any volatility that people do have some recourse of some sort that they can uh, fall back on, you do need to build in some of that flexibility. And Obviously, we spent quite a bit of time with Nadev talking about the importance of having a financial advisor, financial coach that's there to actually help you to keep you accountable, keep you disciplined and actually make sure that you do have an alignment when it comes to where you want to go and what you want to do. But uh, Nadev, before we let you go, you know, perhaps a little bit of a follow up, but it was something that I was thinking about uh, during this discussion and 
that's around uh, this uh, when it comes to the money i think you alluded to it just now a lot of people are making these investment decisions on their own and i think that's the stance that we've taken in today's discussion but um, maybe from whatever you can share with us research or otherwise or how do some of these things differ when it comes to actually having a plan in place putting those guardrails sticking to that plan how do some of these things differ when it comes to people who are managing their own money making investments on their own or you know those people that are managing other people's money yeah absolutely so that's a very good uh, question or, or observation that you've got you've got to with you so they over the last 30 or 40 years a lot of the financial planning profession has made a a big focus around the psychology around money and you and many of us on this podcast may, be, may have said uh, they, they, i know that there's a title like that somewhere along the line a book that i may need to read and it's absolutely the truth you know so so, so there is definitely emotional relationships that each of us have with money and our emotional relationships with money will mean that we don't necessarily behave in a way that is necessarily in the best interest of what markets do what they do and how our plans will be executed based on what markets doing what they're doing. And so it's important to have a, an objective professional help you understand your relationship with money and how your actions or inactions to that is going to make or break a good financial plan. So we all have the best laid plans, but you know, like like Mike Tyson says, you know, everyone has great plans until they get punched in the face. And it's so true. You know, we 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 may as individuals say, I can do this on my own. I'm going to go do this. But we know, and lots of studies have been done to show that investors keep on making the same mistakes over the last few decades. It has not gotten better, even though there's more information at people's fingertips. And so being able to say, seek the help of, a, of, of an investment professional, such as a financial planner, to help you be objective about how you're going to navigate the markets and get a plan that is executable is critical to help you make sure that your biases don't get in the way of a good financial plan being executed. Excellent. So that's where we close off uh, today's discussion. I think uh, we are delving deeper and deeper into this uh, issue around uh, the psychology of money. And that likely um, warrants a whole discussion on its own because it feels like whenever we're talking to Nadev and his team that we are delving deeper into how investor investors and investment professionals make some of these investment decisions and uh, some of the things that actually guide how they make uh, or how they think about some of those investments. So that's been it. It has been a great discussion. We were focusing on uh, financial fitness when it comes to a financial plan. This was a podcast sponsored by PSG Wealth. I've been your host, Muliwa Gavaza, business writer with the Business Day and Financial Mail. Thank you so much to our guest. That was Nodev Desai, who is head of sales over at PSG. Now, remember that you can subscribe for free episodes on iono.fm, Spotify, player.fm, Pocket Cast, or wherever you choose to get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.